Season 3, Episode 103, In the Car, Going to College, with the youngest kid going to Messiah University. Say hi. What's up? So, yes, it is college move-in weekend, and you know what happens when college kids move in, you get lots of stupidity. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Cause it's a great big stupid world On a dirt clod out in space Where it stops nobody knows If Jesus came back today They'd try to book him on the Oprah Winfrey show Cause it's a great big stupid world He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. The stupid stories you're about to hear are all true. None of the cha- none of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. It's my stupid world, and I'm Insane Eric Lane, and I'm glad that you have ventured in. And if this is your first time to venture in, you are a very brave soul. But you will see five, or you'll hear five-star stupidity. So I hope you'll rate and review the podcast and give it a five-star rating. Because when you rate and review the podcast, it helps it show up prominently in searches. Because there are people out there that you may or may not know who are desperately searching for stupidity. Don't forget, you can share the podcast and you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a stupid episode when it's ready to come into your podcast player. And if you don't want to have your stupidity interrupted by bad cell coverage or internet coverage, download the the, the podcast. And that way, it's nonstop stupidity, of course. Now, this is uh, the second of two of our weekly episodes we drop every week. This is the weekend episode. You also can get the bonus feed that comes in midweek around Wednesday that features the insane weekend review and the genius awards for the stupendous stupidity, of course. But uh, in the meantime, though, we've got plenty of stupidity to get things started in our weekend episode. And it always starts out with some family catastrophe. And sometimes those are the most stupid. I think this is probably the most stupid I have ever seen in a long time, where a family has had to file a lawsuit against a funeral home in Brooklyn because of how badly they were distressed by the appearance of their loved one's body, which they claim was improperly preserved. Regina Christophe. I think that's how you pronounce that. Regina Christophe died in her sleep, and the 34-year-old's body was eventually taken to the McManus Funeral Home after two days with the medical examiner. Now, it wasn't until the day of the funeral that Christophe's family saw Regina's remains. Christophe's mother said her face looked like it was caved in, Chantal Jean said, also, actually, it kind of looked like it was burned as fake skin was like melting off her face with one eye maggot that came out of her eye. (laughs) Jean added, there was also a stench and that the final sight of her daughter was horrific. Jean added, the last image I saw 
was a monster in the casket. We feel sincere sympathy for the family and understand their grief, said the funeral home in a statement. Do they? The family contacted us four days after her passing, and at their request, services were scheduled another 11 days later. This was an extremely difficult case, and we used our best efforts to prepare her for the time requested by the family and advise them of her condition prior to the day of services. I, I don't know, maybe formaldehyde next time? Well, oh, better yet, you know, you don't need a funeral home. You need a taxidermy service. Well, anyway, maybe you've tried um, to sleep, you know, with the sleep apnea or snoring or whatever, right? Well, have you heard about this new sleep trend? It's called mouth taping. It's all over TikTok right now. Now, yeah, it's pretty much what you think. You basically just tape your mouth shut before you go to bed. Then it forces you to breathe through your nose all night. <laughs> Wouldn't work for me. I mean, I remember my fifth grade teacher taping my mouth, my mouth shut, but it wasn't because I was trying to sleep. Well, this is supposed to be healthier. Really? Well, well, it's not a brand new idea, but it's trending right now. And some people swear by it. Now, there are risks though. So most doctors don't suggest it. See, uh, nose breathing does have some health benefits. Mainly, it also produces more nitric oxide, which widens your blood vessels and sort of helps to circulate oxygen through your body. Now, most experts say forcing yourself to breathe through your nose isn't good, though. It, uh, it actually could be dangerous if you get congested in your sleep, which pretty much happens to me every night. And having your mouth taped shut might be an issue if you got to puke in the middle of the night. Yeah, you don't want to throw up in your mouth, that's for sure. And it might also make your sleep apnea even worse and even up your risk for things like heart disease or stroke. Actually, one doctor pointed out it's not good for your lips either. The skin is delicate, so you shouldn't be ripping tape off of them every day. Well, what would you do if you found a note on your car? I mean, I get notes sometimes put on my car. I actually have tickets that I give to people that don't know how to park. I give them my own parking ticket. And uh, well, you don't want to get one of my parking tickets. Let's put it this way. But what would you do if you found a note like this on your car? Because it's basically, well, extortion. Somebody in San Francisco... They posted a photo of a flyer they found on their windshield. And it wasn't a flyer for an elected official or, you know, a sale at a store. No, this was a flyer that says, quote, pay me so I don't have to rob you. Yeah, it says, I don't want to steal anymore, but I still have bills to pay. Can you help me, please? Now, there's three ways to pay. PayPal. Cash App, or a QR code to send Bitcoin. Really? The local news looked into it. Turned out the same note had been left on a bunch of other cars around the University of San Francisco of late. 
One woman who works in the area said she was worried the person might come back and break into her car if she didn't pay. Now, here's Marcia Safin talking about how she felt finding this flyer on her windshield. I was actually a little scared, a little rattled. I didn't know if they were going to come back to break into my car or anyone else's car. It was something I had to consider every time I came to work and um, actually just adjusting the way I parked and where I parked. So it did affect me um, and it still does. Now she still decided not to, but at least one of her coworkers did send money. How stupid. Well, the San Francisco police said it's the first time they've seen a tactic like this used. Don't be stupid. Yeah, just, you know, use that money you would pay that person and go out and buy a car alarm. Well, maybe you've gone through a checkout line and thought, you know, they're totally going to judge me for this. You ever, you ever thought that? Maybe you're a young woman buying you know, 10 frozen pizzas, maybe for a party. Or maybe you're a middle-aged guy that's purchasing a BTS album at a hip indie record store. Of course, most of the time, the cashiers are usually too busy or maybe too jaded to notice, but occasionally they do. Well, there's a thread online now where cashiers are talking about the purchases. They have judged people for buying it. Let me just give you a few of the highlights. Parents who will buy booze and cigarettes, but scream at their kids to put bottles of juice or candy back. Now, one cashier said a young male customer was once buying various junk food and children's flu medicine. When the total came up, well, he was a little short. So he put back the medicine. <laughs> or how about lottery tickets? especially when people blow through the money the cashier makes on their entire shift in just a couple of minutes at the counter. And then there's the expensive premium bottled water, not just because it's, well, arguably a waste of money, but because there's also a lot of plastic waste. I've never understood buying cases of bottled water. To me, that is the biggest waste of money. I don't care if you buy just the store brand bottled water. I'm going to look at you funny because, you know, there's a thing called tap water. It's not like we live in, you know, the, 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 the what, Eastern Sudan or something that we have to boil the water. Really? Or how about anything in a large amount? Like one cashier once had a person buy 15 cases of Red Bull. And they also look like they were like um, 12 years old. <laughs> or a cashier at a pet store said that they've judged people that come and buy a pet at the pet store and then pick up the cheapest, trashiest food that there is. Or a worker at a movie theater said that they judge people who brings their kids to R-rated movies, like, you know, bringing a seven-year-old to Deadpool. Or the McDonald's cashier wondering about people who orders a coffee with like 10 or more sugars. And then there's a Starbucks cashier admitting to judging people that buy their kids a double chocolate chip frappuccinos at 8 o'clock in the morning or anybody buying circus peanuts. Huh? What's wrong with circus peanuts? Huh? And this is probably the best. 
it's those that buy the bizarre combinations when they check out. I mean, every cashier has probably sold everything in the store at least once. So nothing is a big deal, except when it's paired with certain other items. For example, one person said an older gentleman brought up a large glass jug of red wine and the biggest tube of KY jelly that the store carried, plus two potatoes. This person said, I didn't say anything, but I thought to myself, this guy's got plans for the weekend. Another person remembered this combination. A lady had feminine deodorant spray, summer's eve douche, a can of bug spray, and a fly swatter. <laughs> so some smart aleck joked, somebody buying donuts, donut holes, and glue. <laughs> oh yeah, there's an entire thread that's got all kinds of comments, and I'm sure I'll have to put this out on the uh, Insane Eric Lane's uh, Stupid World channel on Telegram. So if you have the Telegram app and you are subscribed to that, <clears throat> look for it. Kind of crazy, you right? Yeah. Maybe some of us have got crazy shopping lists. Some of us have that crazy neighbor. How about a neighbor that's this crazy? There's a guy in Denver named Andrew Rausch. He was sick of people letting their dogs poop outside his home and not cleaning it up. Now, there's this strip of rocks that's next to the sidewalk out front, and there's signs asking people to be respectful about it. There's even a stand with free doggy doo bags. But some people still weren't doing it. So, Andrew installed a security camera to catch him in the act. And he recently got some footage of one of the culprits. Some dude with a little white dog didn't pick up his doggy doo. And Andrew didn't recognize him. But he used the site called nextdoor.com, which is kind of the neighborhood Facebook thing, to put him on a blast for it. Here's actually uh, Andrew talking about what he saw on his security camera. A man was walking his dog, comes up here and pulls his shorts down and defecated on our property. I think it's probably retaliation. I just like to think that most people are gonna be courteous and respectful and responsible pet owners and clean up after them. But when these kinds of things happen, you end up on the news. And apparently the guy also saw the post. That's the, the guy in question. Because then he comes back earlier in the month to leave him another gift. This time, it was his own poop. And the security camera caught the guy defecating in the same rocks that his dog pooped in. Andrew thinks it was a retaliatory move because of the next door post. So he calls the cops. The last time I heard, I think they're still trying to ID the guy. Just let me catch someone pooping in my yard. Yes, they'll get the sprinkler system, the electric fence, and a barrage of poop-filled balloons launched at close range. I'll call it the Great Dookie Rebellion. Yeah, to wake up one morning and just say to yourself, hmm, today is the day I go poop on my neighbor's lawn. Must be one of the stupidest ways to wake up ever. <laughs> Well, it sounds like that I guess you can get drunk off of these, but would you want to? None other than Miller High Life is selling 
ice cream bars. Yes, they're alcoholic ice cream bars. But they're supposed to taste like an actual bar. <laughs> they're called dive bars. Who was the Weisenheimer that thought that up? These are 5% alcohol. Each bar, of course, has beer-flavored ice cream. But then there's a hint of tobacco smoke flavoring and a peanut swirl flavor, because, you know, any good dive bar has got free peanuts, and a gooey caramel swirl to represent the sticky floor. No, they're actually selling these things. The first ice cream bar, original Klondike's, came out about a century ago, about 100 years ago, in back in 1922. So, well, I guess Miller High Life decides to jump on their anniversary bandwagon. Now, they're selling these dive bars in six packs at tipsyscoop.com, and they'll set you back 36 bucks. So that's like six bucks per, per ice cream bar. And the shipping could more than double that because they got to ship it with dry ice, which isn't cheap. I mean, for example, it's like an additional 45 bucks to ship it to California. And of course, you've got to be at least 21 years old to order an ice cream bar that tastes like a dive bar. How old do you have to be to be stupid enough to buy something like that? I don't know. Well, here's a San Francisco store owner who's up detailing what happened when a man with a homemade gun shot him because he didn't win the lottery. His name is Hisham Abu. He says the incident happened just after he opened up his store called Sam's Market. Now, Abu says the man comes in with a lottery ticket and gets angry when he was told that he wasn't a winner. Here's uh, Hisham explaining what the gun looked like and the incident leading up to him being shot. He had like a balloon in his hand with a pin from the front and he had a piece of wood, almost one foot long, and he hit, you know, the balloon with a piece of wood and a bullet goes out and it hit my shoulder. Now, Abu says he didn't realize he was shot until somebody else told him. The suspect is in custody, and Abu says he hopes he'll stay there so he doesn't hurt anyone else. <laughs> of course, rumor has it that uh, he learned how to make the homemade gun on YouTube after he lost an Uno tournament at the local Moose Lodge. <laughs> imagine imagine how pissed he's going to be when he finds out that the woman that he's been chatting with online sending money for a year is really a fat, bald man, fat man in Alabama, you know? Oh, my. Well... I know we've had our share of Karen stories over the time in the past uh, episodes here on the podcast, but have you ever really wanted your own Karen without the risk of having a toxic human in your life? Well, you know, all those Karen jokes that we've seen, and now we've got Karen dolls. Yes, there have all the, there's the, the Karen dolls, Karen jokes. In fact, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel Live did a bit about it, among others. Well, now we actually have a Karen action figure. There's a kickstart campaign where you can actually own one. Even better, there's also a nemesis for her called Joe the Manager. Both of these real action figures are just about four feet tall. Now, Karen is wearing a shirt that says, live, love, laugh, and she's wearing skinny jeans. And Joe, well, he's wearing a red vest, a mask, and carrying a clipboard. 
Now, these um, action dolls, they're like 18 bucks a piece. Or you can get both for just $34. Of course, you kind of need both, you know, because if Karen doesn't get to speak to a manager, who's she going to complain to? Well, actually, don't answer that. I'm just excited to play with the doll that finally can't mind her own business. Karen. 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 Move over, Barbie. There's a new doll that's taking over the toy aisle. The Karen doll is middle-aged, demanding, and she believes she's privileged and entitled. Just pull her string and hear what she has to say. Don't touch me or I'll sue you into next year. I ordered tater tots, not french fries. I'm going to have you fired. The Karen doll comes with short bobbed haircut, acrylic nails, and Walmart soccer mom outfit with elastic waist. I want to talk to your manager. No, wait. Get me the owner. Oversized SUV or minivan sold separately. Wait till you see my Yelp review. Well, a male Spirit Airlines customer service agent has been suspended because he got into a physical fight with a woman at DFW International Airport in Dallas. Uh, Fox News Digital reported that the uh, incident has racked up nearly 6 million views on Twitter. Spirit Airlines said in a statement, we are aware of this altercation. Our vendor at Dallas-Fort Worth International has been suspended, the, or the, the agent has been suspended there at the vendor. Spirit Airlines does not tolerate violence of any kind, and we're working with local law enforcement to investigate this matter. Now, this video, who someone caught on their phone or whatever, it begins with the employee who has a Spirit Airlines lanyard around his neck confronting some unidentified woman. So here's a little piece of the altercation from that video that's now since gone viral. You haven't lost your mind. Don't touch me ever in your life. You touch me first and then you got in my face. Don't ever invade my face. You're in my personal space. It was not immediately clear what sparked the whole tension. A male bystander then gets in between the pair in hopes of diffusing the situation. But the woman reaches around him and slaps the employee in the side of the head as he's being held back by the man. The employee then takes off after the woman, knocking her to the ground and striking her in the head himself as the crowd starts to shout for the pair to break it up. Just another day at the airport and another reason why I prefer to drive anywhere I go. Well, if you're a drug dealer, you better make sure that you got the right phone number, okay? I'm just saying for all you potential drug dealers that are listening to the podcast. There's an 18-year-old in Florida named Jack Fisher who was arrested because he sent a random text message uh, offering to sell him uh, an eight ball of cocaine. He sent it to a county commissioner. Well, the county commissioner goes to the cops. They trace the number to Jack Fisher. And the authorities arranged a meetup at, uh, at, at the shore of a pond near Bird of Paradise Drive in Palm Coast, Florida, which kind of sounds romantic. So Fisher gets there and gets busted by the cops. And he was carrying a bag of 3.2 grams of fentanyl, enough to potentially kill 1,585 people. He was charged with felony possession of fentanyl with intent to distribute and unlawful use of a two-way communications device. It's uh, actually unclear what the story is behind the random text, but he didn't just text a county commissioner. The guy is also 11 years sober just in case you didn't know. 
And this is just the best. An argument busts out at a Burger King. And a 41-year-old Florida man is busted for throwing a cheeseburger at his girlfriend with such brute force that when the burger struck the back of the woman's head, she fell over a curb onto the ground. According to the criminal complaint, James Hunt and his girlfriend and cohabitant argued about the victim not eating her food at a Burger King in Clearwater, Florida. The dispute then turned violent when the 53-year-old woman began to leave the restaurant. That's when Hunt humchucked a cheeseburger at the victim, striking her with such force at the back of her head that caused her to fall over a curb onto the ground. The victim's chin and lip hit the pavement, resulting in an abrasion and a cut. And upon arriving at the Burger King, the cops observed blood on the victim's shirt and shorts, and they found cheese on her shirt and in her hair. A dead giveaway. Hunt told police that he did not think the cheeseburger strike caused her to slip on the curb and fall onto the ground. But he got charged with felony domestic battery. He's being held in the county jail on $15,000 bail and has been ordered by a judge to have no contact with the victim. Uh, Hunt, also identified as a mechanic in court papers, has two prior domestic battery convictions, both of which date back in, uh, what, uh, 2002 in Arkansas. And now he's being charged with felony domestic battery. But I mean, given the fact that he threw a Burger King burger, he might also face an assault with a deadly weapon charge. <laughs> Now, this guy, I think it doesn't take much to figure out. He's an absolute dirtbag. Needless to say, this is just no way to be treating your burger queen. If you like the podcast, well, why don't you subscribe and rate and review it? Give it a five-star rating, because I try to pick five-star stupidity. Of course, if you write a stupid review, I just might read it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing the podcast helps it to show up prominently in searches for those that are desperate and searching for stupidity. Of course, don't forget to share the podcast on social media feeds, since you don't want to be known for being stingy with your stupidity. And of course, when you do subscribe, you can get your stupid fix every time new episodes are published to your favorite podcast player. And here's a little hack. If you download every episode, you can listen buffer free. That is, if you don't have adequate adequate internet coverage, of course. And if you're looking for a good podcast app, let me recommend Podcast Addict. That's available at your app store. It is free. They have a couple of paid versions as well, and it's amazingly customizable. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Use the handle at Insane Eric Lane. That's E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E on Facebook and Twitter. And you just find everything about the podcast and, well, maybe more than you need to find out about me at my website, InsaneEricLane.com. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. 
I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop, or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at insaneericlane.com. You ever watch that game show called uh, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I can't say I've never even heard of that. <laughs> I've been watching it this week with my wife. I, I found out, now I never really watched it when it aired originally, but it reminds me of the kind of early 2000s era. TV that okay. probably, it probably showed up on Comedy Central or something. I, I guess it's um it's reminds me of Mystery Science Theater basically, where <laughs> <laughs> like it's which I which my wife and I love. Like that's like I, when we were dating, we would get together and just watch Mystery Science Theater stuff, and and half the time we'd be laughing our whole way through. The other time uh, we'd be laughing and then falling asleep on the couch together. Oh yes. Yeah. But it was just enjoyable, the whole thing. And, and right. it will always bring back good memories, just Mystery Science Theater. And so, well, I, and that's I, same I, vein. Yeah. I remember when I would watch Mystery Science Theater, it was always really late at night, and I was sleep drunk. <laughs> and, like, somehow every third or fifth movie was a different Hercules kind of film, too. Yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. <laughs> yeah. There a, lot of, a lot of different Hercules movies that they were riffing on. Yeah, um, that's right. That's... In that same vein, I, I just found out that Amazon Prime has on their video, um, like the Prime Video, they have seasons of Most Extreme Elimination Challenge free with ads. So you've got kind of commercials sprinkled through, um, yeah. but you don't have to pay for the seasons or anything in that way. And so I've been enjoying watching, you, you know, how Japanese like game shows just get a little bit crazy and extra. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like Wipeout. It's like the show Wipeout, but crazier and more Japanese in a way. And wow. so, but, but the whole thing is dubbed over. Um, oh, like it's hilarious. dubbed over by, you know, people in the States, it sounds like probably. And, and they just kind of, they, they give everyone ridiculous names, ridiculous backstories. Um, and, and just like it, it, the whole thing just becomes just like a insanity, I guess, you know, as you watch it. I've been this, enjoying. That's what I'm up to this week. Definitely sounds like the perfect show for my insane Florida nephew. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, well, it's been getting a little insane around here because we got somebody leaving for college this week. I I keep forgetting this. You're so yeah. you're officially. I know now he's been eight, eighteen for like a couple of years, right? But oh yeah, or, or keep pushing. But but uh, this is going to kind of be officially your empty nest now, starting yes. this weekend. Yes, yes. Although we do have an old crow still with us here, and that would That's, be my mother-in-law. That that is true. I guess you've got one more. Um, you know, <laughs> proverbial child to take care of. <laughs> yeah, really, that's about right. So, but yeah, we're we're heading down for the weekend and gonna get him put in his new dormitory, and then 
they they have this ceremony on the Friday night, and you know it's they say to bring a box of tissues because you're going to need it, and you know, and, and then when it's all over, they take your child and whisk them away, and they escort the parents out the door, and that's the last you see them, and you know it's it's over, you know. So oh yeah, the, do, my, on the first uh, the, on the first night there, do they have like a Harry Potter book burning or something too? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's good. My, but my wife kept thinking that we were going to have some activities on Saturday and all this. It turns out all those activities are not for parents. They're just for the I, students. I, I actually think that that would probably be a good thing for the yeah. the yeah. incoming students. Um, yes. No, no, you, you don't want it to be high school and just first impressions. Yeah. I, I will say I'm, I'm looking forward to the texts. Of uh, you know annoying roommates and uh, you know and stories that I get from from your son, I, I'm looking yeah. forward to it actually. Well, I've I've told him if you need any advice, just uh, contact your cousin. There, so, there you go. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I honestly, in, in some ways, sometimes you don't really want to talk about certain things with your parents. So yeah, um, that's it. So yeah. I feel, I mean, I, I, I'm, I feel perfectly safe letting my my son talk to my insane Florida nephew because <laughs> you know. It can't get any more insane than what his father would tell him, you know. So <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but actually, it's been kind of a crazy week for for me. I mean, you know, I, I've I've told you, you know, about the fact that we've had been pretty short staffed at work. Oh and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was down to basically me and the office manager there for a while because a lot of these people had left and. It's just been really weird. You know, we made it through COVID and lockdown. Yeah. Every time I turn the radio on, it's the same DJ every single every single time <laughs> yeah. of the day. Yeah, you know. But but I mean, we made it through the COVID lockdowns and all this. But now it's like the post-COVID. It just gets really crazy. So we finally got you know a, a new manager to come in. Turns out the manager is actually the grandson-in-law of the owner. Uh, you know. But he's pretty, <laughs> that's a good start. Yeah, yeah, nothing like a little nepotism, you know, for your company here. But but uh, but no, no, my, my, I mean, the guy's a pretty cool guy. So, I mean, I'm not going to complain about that. So anyway, um, I, I got told that uh, today was your job review. Oh, oh, boy. OK. So now I've been at this company for roughly 17 years or so. This is like my third or fourth job review over the period of time. So it's kind of a hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, right, oh, right. Gosh, yeah. It's kind of a hit or miss. And this is a mom and pop here, okay? So there's no there's no 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 consistency. So anyway, so I I head down to the to the main office, you know, which is what maybe an eight minute drive, you know, from the from where I'm where I work. So you know, we go through the usual thing and da 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 da. da you know, well, we're really happy with this. Except this time it ended with a six thousand dollar raise. Well, that's good. Yeah, and they're they're bumping up a little extra money for the gas allowance. So now we have a happy wife. Ah, well there you go. They they're yeah. trying to keep you around, I guess, right? I, I guess. They're probably so. like, oh gosh, maybe they could sense that you had sent some applications out some places. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know. Uh, so, I, I want to see Eric, the name Eric Lane show up on a on a porn star or weatherman. And uh, well, actually, you know, come to think of it, I don't think I do because I, that could go south very quickly. Yeah, that could, that well. could go. Yeah, that that could really that could really yes. go south. Yeah, that, that's it, really, it's the porn star one that worries me there, not well, the weatherman. It it could be a Scottish porn star in a kilt. Mm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
Now, I'm the, not sure you want to see that either. The, you know how they got rules at, at school for, you know, the, the skirt can't go below, you yes. know, like when you put your hands on the side. It yes. is the rule for like a, a, a man's kilt is that the skirt, like you have to measure the length of your own, um, you know, member. And, and then yeah. that, that determines the length that is okay. Like, well, I don't you know. know. So, I mean, so an extra long kilt, you've got a lot to you got a lot to hide. Would be the implication, right? Like, of course, if you're if you're Tommy Lee, you probably have a lot to hide too. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> I, it, which will then quickly be discovered and yes. put on the internet for all to see. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so if you're Tommy Lee, it's not going to stay hidden. It doesn't matter. You got a lot to hide. That's um, right. It's not going to stay hidden. <laughs> oh man well is that your big news you got a nice raise that, coming your way that was the big news i have a, a nice it. yeah so yeah it was which like i said it, it it's going to come in handy because between my car and my wife's car we got like eleven hundred dollars to pay for inspection <laughs> costs. i was gonna say between well between your car and her car you're probably going to be in, uh still negative eleven thousand yeah. dollars yeah uh, at mean, the end of um that still blows my mind I, I, I supposedly Florida used to do this annual inspection thing but not since I've been driving I, oh, I wow. honestly had no idea that there was an annual inspection that you had to do for your government your state yeah. government there yeah. Um, yeah. Pennsylvania has got the most restrictive I mean used to be when I, before I moved to Pennsylvania like I don't know what 30 years ago or maybe more they used to have inspections on your car every six months Oh my so, gosh! Oh, that's it's, wild! Yeah, oh yeah. my goodness! But, but I, I mean, I, um, here of late it hasn't been that bad. But they're pretty they're pretty thorough with your inspections. That's for sure. I'm I'm telling you, I the Florida. I, I think that the new Florida is going to be Pennsylvania between your your Doctor Oz versus Lurch or yeah. whatever. What's this? <laughs> um, yeah. Herman Munster, whatever, whatever you want to call him. There, that oh, yeah. is um, that's just a whole weird. I don't even know what to take of it. It is. I, I think that Pennsylvania is going to be the new Florida. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, 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 I say this. There's always going to be Florida stories, but yeah, yeah. There's more well, and more Pennsylvania stories coming up. Well, well, well we. Well, I was say we've got we've got you know uh, whether it's Pennsylvania stories or Florida stories. I mean, I think that we have to be cousins between the two states because I think those are the two states that get most of the stupid stories anymore. You know, <laughs> that is true. Um, well, this week here, I, I found myself a couple bottles of uh, whiskey. Uh, I found yeah. a good good sale on it, and, and so I bought a. Um, Two bottles here, and and one of them is a. No, I, I usually don't do like flavored stuff because yeah. straight whiskey is just going to always be my favorite. But I, right. I've heard about this for a while, and there was a good deal on it. It wasn't too much, so I've always wanted to try peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> I, I've heard things about it. It sounds good. It really does. And and so I found a a peanut butter whiskey, and and it was like a buy one get like I, I got them like like twenty five percent off of a box here, and so okay. I thought oh, that's pretty good for. For this, and it wasn't like you're paying, you know, forty dollars for a bottle or anything. It was it was cheap, so right. I bought two of them, and um, I got a cherry. It was like a dark cherry vanilla, and no Ooh. lie, it tastes like cherry coke, which is kind of weird. But I don't drink yeah. soda anymore, so I'm like, you know what? That's actually pretty good. Uh, wow. it'll, it'll go well with my. I, I have some pipe tobacco. That's ah. vanilla, and I've got another cherry flavored 
uh, tobacco. And sometimes I mix the two of them and nice. uh, create like a cherry vanilla there. So I think that that would go well together. Nice. Uh, and this peanut butter whiskey, I've got a nice glass pour for me right now. It is, it is great. So really? if you've never tried a peanut butter. Oh my gosh. It, it actually smells and tastes like peanut butter, but without the stickiness, um, <laughs> you know, wow. and, and so the flavor just, Oh gosh, it is good. Uh, so, maybe I'll have to buy a bottle next time we go up. I, I go so, up to Pennsylvania so, here. Okay, so that means then it's peanut butter flavored burnt rubber. Is that what it, is that what it is? Oh no! If you if you get really nice scotch, that's when you get to burnt rubber. Okay. I've had that before, <laughs> um, and not because, not because of me. I've got a friend who's a lawyer. He got it as a gift, and uh, and we both had to. Um, I guess acquire that taste, which we eventually did. Oh, yeah. uh, unfortunately, now because I can't afford it. But yeah. But what yeah. I'm thinking here, though, I, I think that a nice peanut butter whiskey would pair well with with uh, some exotic meat. Oh yeah, know? like we talked about last week. Like we talked about. If you, if you joined in last week here, we talked about uh, an exotic meat restaurant that is in Jacksonville, just down the street from where I'm at, and they they serve all sorts of wild dishes like rattlesnake. Um, rabbit, antelope, kangaroo, and camel. Well, apparently, I, I checked their menu recently because I was trying to convince my wife to go there for our anniversary. She's never been yet. Um, and instead, so we went to a seafood place, which was amazing. I really, I, I wanted oysters anyway. So, um, you, you picked seafood over camel meat. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, look, I, um, <laughs> I tried to not make a. <laughs> A camel toe meat joke here. Um, <laughs> so anyway, when you, when you think of camels, though, you you know you don't typically think of, of things like like dinner. You know what what comes right. to mind? Things like the Sahara Desert, yeah. Or you know the the, the humble animals traveling through a caravan. Right. The shadows long on the amber sand, <laughs> and maybe maybe like an oasis lined with majestic palm trees. Yeah. Kind of beckoning on the horizon. Maybe it's a mirage. Who knows? But who cares? Yeah. But you, what you're not thinking about and imagining is, it, it just close your eyes, a busy Route 46 in Pinebrook or a sandwich shop plotted next to a pizza hut. It's <laughs> almost like I'm there right now. I can – well, anyway, look, it's a, 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 a restaurant here uh, called Babbitt's Sandwiches and Grill. And this is the owner here, Robert Tabik. He serves some seriously craveable camel as a burger. And I think this would go great, right? Burgers and beer or yeah. burgers and whiskey. Yeah. Burgers and peanut camel burgers and peanut butter whiskey. I think wow. it would go. Well, he says that he was raised by a Syrian father, but that's not really the reason I sell camel burger. Uh, this is what he told New Jersey Advanced Media. He says, I want people to experience different meats without paying $70 for them in New York. I would love for my customers to try exotic and homemade delicacies. We make our burgers right here in the in store. And, and then he offers the camel burger at a $14 special. I think that's amazing. First of all, wow. I would absolutely buy a camel burger for 14 bucks. So is that, is, that better than the price, is that better than the price you'd find at Jacksonville? Oh, yeah. No, I see. I'm paying 70 bucks. Uh, so if you want to go to Clark's Fish Camp in Jacksonville, you can get all kinds of crazy meat. It's market price. And so I never, you know, you, know, you don't know what it is until you ask or, or uh, see the, the bill. Like, like yeah. when you get with your lobster, you're dangerous there, man. And not even yeah. asking what the market price was. Um, yep. And so, you know, and, and they usually do that for things like, like exotic meat. The oysters I got were at market price. 
um, you know, because they're locally caught in, in um, pretty, pretty much where one of our Navy bases are here. And yeah. so, um, I, I mean, I'd say you're looking at like 25 to 30 bucks. I mean, you're not oh, talking, wow. which is totally worth it to try zebra, antelope, or, or things. <laughs> but a $14 camel burger, though, that is, I don't think you're going to beat that. Well, that's a, you got a point. I mean, but still, I mean, think about this. I mean, can you say that this is going to be the future of our cuisine? You know, I, what I'm saying is if I'm ever in New Jersey around Route 46, I'm going to go to Babbitt Sandwiches and Grill. Yeah. Well, I guess we're going back to the old primitive menu items, you know, from our homo sapien ancestors, like <laughs> meat of wild animals like zebra and antelope and kangaroo or something, you know. But, uh, kind of makes me think of like, like Exodus, you know, when, when you talk about like a, a meat that was served like as a scent pleasing to the Lord. <laughs> sacrifice, yeah, right. right? <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't know. I don't know whether this whole primitive menu is just not just affecting our choice of what we want to eat. I think it's even affecting our technology because our technology suddenly is going back to the future. Th this I could not believe. OK, uh, we got the high inflation, obviously, and it's getting a lot of household budgets, getting them hit pretty hard. So there's some consumers out here that might be interested in cutting the cable, but also going off of the grid and, and cutting the streaming services, okay? So what else is there? Well, if you were born in this 21st century, you, you may think there's nothing left, but oh no, there is the original free way to watch TV, and that is using a thing called an antenna to capture <laughs> over-the-air broadcast signals. <laughs> wow! Oh my gosh. You know, you I mean, mean, that's, I can, that's way before my time, even. Yeah, you mean I can stick something in the air and pick up free TV? Really? <laughs> you know, well, a lot of people grew up, you know, with cable on streaming. They may not understand how this works, you see, or that it could <laughs> even be available. So thanks to a media company called EW Scripts, they own about 61 TV stations around the country. They've actually launched an education and marketing campaign about it. Uh, Scripps debuted a website. Just, I, I was, I'm reading this and I'm thinking, really? Really? So, it's, but it's called the Free TV Project. Okay. And if you go to thefreetvproject.org, you can type in your zip code and see what stations you can get for free in your area. If you're down for this, then I've got a plasma screen to sell you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Who can afford a plasma screen with these energy soaring energy prices, you know? Oh, my. So and, and now the best part is this, this thing also explains how broadcast TV works. I'm thinking, look, I... I I went to college to learn about this in 1981, okay? You're dating yourself here, yeah. I know. So, and they offer information on what type of antenna works the best. That It's all based on your geographical location. So, Scripps also began airing. This is the best part. They're running 30-second TV spots in cities where the company owns TV stations, and they're placing ads on social media sites and billboards and connected TV streaming platforms. Now, the more Americans are actually using TV antennas now with the Consumer Technology Association saying like 32% of U.S. households own a TV antenna. That's actually up from 26% in 2019. 
Now, I, I love how they're using new media to yeah. advertise for old media. Isn't that the <laughs> truth? Isn't that the truth? I mean, it's insane. Now, obviously, people like me, old enough to remember using antennas, might wrongly think, well, there's not that many channels available. Well, you would be wrong, okay? Because I remember when I would go see Grandma Tuttle up in Dry Fork, Arkansas, she could only get one channel. That would be Channel 3 out of Springfield, Missouri. And I got out there and was messing with her antenna one time and turned it to a different direction, and I could pick up Channel 10 in Springfield, Missouri. I thought it was the <laughs> coolest thing in the world. And my, my <laughs> My grandmother thought I broke her TV. She says, now go and fix that TV. I want my, I want channel three. So I had to go back outside and manually turn the antenna. <laughs> That's before remote controls were invented. You had to go out and adjust your antenna to yeah, different directions. That's right, exactly. So, well, I guess when they, when, they, when they switched from analog to digital signals back in 2009, this allowed for the creation of the over-the-air sub-channels and there's dozens to choose from in many markets. Now that kind of depends also on where you live, but to help with, I, I've actually been able to do something with my own effort to try to educate my podcast listeners. So I actually was able to dig up a educational film strip from the bygone era to play for you. Television Films presents episode one, getting the most out of your TV antenna. Yes, everything old is new again. And the newest old thing is over-the-air TV. It's time to cut, 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 cut the cord. And then insert another cord that's connected to a bulky device with two telescoping antennas that pick up the signal. Hmm, don't fret. Simply make your 10-year-old move the antenna in an infinite number of random patterns until a picture appears on the screen. Wait, use the other hand. Perhaps attach aluminum foil. Wait, here comes Dad to smack the top of the screen. That's not helping to improve the picture, but at least Dad is getting his frustrations out. Now Dad has a new idea. He's sending his boy on the roof with the antenna. Don't worry, sport. He'll hold the ladder for you. This has been Television Films. Getting the most out of your TV antenna. So uh, there you have it, folks. I mean, um, the, what is it? We're, we're going back to the future for television you can get for free over the year. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I, I, I thought it was more like one step forward, three steps back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my, my gosh. I love it. When, when I first read the headline, media company launching awareness campaign for free over-the-air TV for the cost conscious. This is what, and this, this might be this because I was born in the early '90s. Um, I'm thinking like, what media over over the air? Like, are you talking about like projecting screens, like a bad signal into the sky for everyone to watch from their windows? Like, and and I think like I, I get this like 1984 kind of picture in my mind of what the future is going to look like. But I, I will say, you know, it's maybe it's comforting going back in time a little bit. I guess I yeah. don't know. 
Um, well, you definitely need to make sure your dad hears about this story. <laughs> oh, boy, maybe you can go back to actually spinning, uh, you know, records for a living there instead of this whole. Uh... <laughs> but um, I, what I can imagine, though, just from what, how millennials are and, and stuff, I, I can imagine that we're only. Uh, months away from like a new device that you could plug in, like a new antenna that you could plug into your smartphone that will yeah. figure out how to connect the, the signal that way yeah. uh, and, and be able to get TV. Yeah. Um, or, or, or if you develop an app, and I don't even know if it's possible, develop an app that could pick up on the TV signals anyway, yeah. since we've got a, a signal bar as well. Can you, can our phones connect in on this? That'd be yeah. interesting. I don't know. I, I doubt that would be the case, but I, I'm more so thinking, like you know, they got those, like like old kind of rotary phone things that you could plug into your phone and use. Um, yeah, yeah. Like uh, hipsters, I guess. I don't know. Um, no, I, I mean, I've I've actually seen a guy design a cell phone with a rotary dial on the front that you can actually use. See, there it is. Sometimes things kind of go full circle with yeah. stuff. And a lot, a lot of times, there's like a pendulum that kind of swings back and forth. And and um, I've got a story here um, that I think is great of another man who I guess you could say that it's finally come full circle from here, yeah. where he was over 20 years ago. Um, and so, you know, have you ever uttered the phrase, I don't care about the money, it's the principle of it before? <laughs> I, I assume that you've done that on, on many times. I don't know. Many, this is something that, that was probably done prior generations. I don't think I've uttered this. but I, I guarantee you that phrase, I've uttered that many times. Well, I, I am a man of principle, but but I also, and this might be me uh, as a father of a two-year-old, I, I know what chills I'm willing to die on. Yes. And not everyone knows this. <laughs> knows the simple thing. So if if you are someone who cares about the principle of it, that you're willing to die on the hill, I've got your new hero for you. 66-year-old <laughs> lawyer in India who just won a lawsuit that he filed 22 years ago. And the amount of money he was fighting over was a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a lie. Now, uh, really, it's going to be rubles, but we're, we're converting it here for us. It's a quarter's worth of money. Now, his, his name is Tungnath Chaturvedi. And, well, back in 1999, he bought two train tickets for a short trip through northern India. Combined, the, only co the, the total cost was 70 rupees, or about 88 cents. And then he gave the train station cashier a 100 rupee note, and they shortchanged him. He only got 10 rupees back. Hmm. Well, when they, well, that's when they should have given him 30 back. So when they told the cashier, they refused to give him the rest. So he ends up suing the train company for 20 rupees or 25 cents. Over the past 22 years, 22 years, okay? So almost one cent per year. <laughs> averaging it down here for, for all of our sakes. He's gone to a 120 court hearings over it. And wow. even... <laughs> This is the best part. Even his family begged him to drop it. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he didn't. So a judge finally ruled in his favor. The oh. company has to pay him the 25 cents plus 12% interest a year. So really, really he's going to make $3.30. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but he, he really uh, something even was that he actually got a little bit more than that because the judge also ordered the company to pay an extra fee of or fine of one hundred and eighty eight dollars. So really, wow. he's getting around one hundred ninety bucks. Wow! Uh, which, if I do the math here, one hundred ninety bucks divided by twenty two years, that's about uh, eight dollars and sixty four cents a a year. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! You so know, now, you I, know, I think I your get... six thousand dollar raise beats this this well, year. <laughs> you know, and and you know what? I I get I get busted a lot by my by my wife because you know my family can be very bullheaded. Okay, and I'm going to read her this story. I'm going to say, see, see, right there. It pays to be bullheaded even over 25 cents, you know? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if his family is going to agree with this. I'm sure that they would have gladly given him 190 bucks to have their, their father and husband back for those 22 yeah. years. But honestly, can you honestly imagine... Uh, going to the family reunion every year for 22 <laughs> years and hearing the same story. And then in in the last year, he comes back and says, well, guess what happened this year? <laughs> oh, you can guarantee that they're going to wish for the days when he was still in, um, in the lawsuit phase here because they're never going to hear the end of it now that he won. I mean, they, their their noses are going to be rubbed in that mess for a long time, you know. Look, if he held on to the twenty five cents for twenty two years, I think that it's safe to say he's going to rub their noses in the fact that he won for the rest of his life. I mean it. That's exactly. And I would I would not blame the man one bit. Honestly, I really wouldn't. You know. I mean, there's something to be said about somebody that really can stick to their guns over an issue, you know, except when you're adamant about following artificial intelligence. There, there is a limit to this. OK, take, for instance, and this this I promise you, this could be my wife. This could literally be my wife, because <laughs> we're, we, we when we were using Google Maps on our trip to Maine to go find lighthouses. And we're driving around and, you know, it tells you to go here, go there. Pretty soon we're off of the highway. We're on a one lane road. Now we're on a dirt road. Now we're crossing a bridge that says travel at your own risk. We go, <laughs> yeah, we, we go up this narrow dirt road up to the top of this little mountain with little, these little houses everywhere. And then you hear the ding, ding, you've arrived and there's not a lighthouse in sight. Do you, you, you know? ever watch the movie Rat Race? Oh, I've heard about it. I've heard about oh, it. Yeah. Uh, if you if you ever watched it, there's 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 a scene where they they someone's trying to sell them a squirrel. They're asking for directions, <laughs> and they refuse to buy the squirrel. So she gives them the wrong directions, and as uh, they're going down the wrong way, pretty much down a mountain, you know, dirt road that turns into no road. You got signs posted on the side saying you should have bought a squirrel. Yes, yes. Well, my wife. This is what she says. Well, it told me to do this. I'm thinking, well, I'm, the only thing I could think about is what my mother would say. If it told you to jump off a bridge, would you do it too? You know. <laughs> so, and, and that's what she says. Well, well, this thing tells me to do this. I tell you no lie. We made a trip one year to Washington, D.C. from central Pennsylvania. It could easily have taken us maybe, I don't know, four hours to get there, right? It took us over five and a half, almost six hours to get there. You know why? because she followed the GPS and the GPS told her to do this, except she had Google Maps set for avoiding highways. 
So we took back roads all the way to Washington, D.C. And she couldn't figure <laughs> out why we were going this way. And she never bothered to, to figure it out. So, well, it's telling me to do this. I'm thinking, <laughs> got to be kidding. This would be my wife if we were in Australia. Okay. This is Washington, D.C. That has <laughs> like 12 lane highways because so many people are trying to get in and out. And we're taking She's back taking roads. Back roads. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, so oh my gosh. Here is the story of Darian Aspenwall, who was traveling with her two and four year old kids and her 50 year old mother. They're going from Queensland to, Ade to Adelaide, Australia, with the local media that revealed that her car left the Nokarunda Hotel on a Sunday afternoon. And shortly after that, however, this family of four could no longer be reached, which led to this massive search launched by local authorities to try to locate the vehicle. Well, as it turns out, this 27-year-old was using Google Maps to try to get the turn-by-turn -turn directions to the destination in Adelaide. Now, the navigation app, though, took her off of the highway and guided her to a dirt road where the four-wheel drive SUV ended up struggling. The vehicle eventually got stuck in the middle of nowhere where cell signals were not available. So the family decided to go on foot to try to seek help. But after walking for hours, they decided to go back to the vehicle and wait for somebody to find them. Finally, 48 hours later, a helicopter spots the four people that were waving for help with their clothes, waving them just to make sure the pilot saw them. And as it turns out, they had already run out of food and water by the point the helicopter shows up. Now, the family was eventually rescued and brought to safety with the police revealing that Google Maps was the one that sent the driver down the dirt road. Of course, it's easy to blame Google Maps for suggesting a bad road. But on the other hand, uh, what the application and all of the other navigation solutions out there tries to do is to find a faster route to the destination. It's entirely up to the driver to decide if a certain route can be used or not, especially because Google Maps itself has no earthly idea what vehicle that you're driving in the first place and whether the road is appropriate or not. Okay, so as a general recommendation, if a road suggested by the navigation app looks dangerous, the driver might want to use their brain and better stick with a safer route despite <laughs> the increased estimated time of arrival. So I want to I want to definitely read this story to my wife and say, you know, you do have a brain. You don't have to let Google Maps take over your thought process. You, you ever see see like um I, I guess like like the eyes of, of prey. Uh, or like a sheep or a goat, you know. You ever look yeah. at like a grazing animal's eyes? They've got like yeah. rectangular kind of kind yes. of um, pupils. Yes. I, I, everyone says that the future of man, you know, we're, we're going to look like like gray aliens or things, basically <laughs> become cyborgs. I think the future of man, after after the invention of smartphones, is yeah. that we're going to essentially get the eyes of grazing animals like sheep. As uh, <laughs> as we let our, our technology do all the thinking for us. Oh, um, gosh. <laughs> I, I, I will hand it to him, though. I, you know, I, I can tell, I, I could tell this was Google Maps in that if it was Apple Maps, 
it, it would have where, where if they got stuck in the road in that dirt road, Apple Maps yeah. would have told them that they've now arrived at their destination. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I have gotten into so much trouble using Apple Maps. Um, oh. No, I'm not saying Google Maps isn't great, but I haven't really messed with the settings of Google Maps much outside of maybe avoid tolls. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Maybe I now know. Uh, never click the fastest route button. Um, right. On them. You, you know, when, when uh, Mrs. Poncho and I first met, we, on our second date, we were going with, there's a friend of hers, a couple that we were going to go down and kayak with. It's like a couple hours south in the Ocala area. And yeah. so there's this, this, we got a lot of springs in Florida um, and, and spring fed like kind of lakes and rivers. And so we were going to go kayaking down Crystal River Springs. Um, initially, actually, we we're going to Devil's Den which oh, is yeah. a, a spring that you can go snorkeling in. And that's actually where I took your son uh, yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago. And, and so we get there and they, they're like, nope, we've reached max capacity. We are not letting anyone else. And it, it's a, it's a pretty small place. And so we said, all right, well, we've got to go out to crystal river. Then that was our second choice, but I've now got no service. And so <laughs> we're like, Oh gosh, how do we get there? And this is like the first test. Okay. How do we handle things like this? It's our second date, basically maybe third date. And, and all right, we're, we're lost two hours away from our house. What do we do? And, and you know, me being kind of a, a pretty prepared person, I, I like to keep a, a knife with a seatbelt cutter and a window <laughs> kind of, you know, smasher in there. Just you know, there, there's a lot of bridges and water in Florida. So yeah, yeah. I figured, uh, let me, let me, you know, make sure I could get out of this car if it crashes. Well, I also keep a map in my trunk. And so we, we pull the map out. I actually, I find it on the map where we're at and, and I, and I show my um, my wife, girlfriend at the time, uh, all right, all right, here's the road we're on. We got to travel down here, look for this road. And, and, and we actually use a traditional map to find it. And, wow. and there was no stress. There's no fights. And I knew wow. at that point, I thought, okay, you know, I found a good woman. I found a yeah. good lady here. She's a keeper. Um, there's something about using your brain. You know, I yeah. actually, you know. Doing that, that's good because God gave you a brain, and and so you know I think it's kind of worth maybe uh, investing in it a little bit. Sure, but sure. I will say, yeah, I think that God also gave us a good sense not to do something stupid. Exactly. I, I, what's called it's part of what's called your moral sense um, or morality. But look, here we are still thinking that we can pull something over on God. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Seeing that God gave can. me the brain, yes. Do you think we still know oh, more than God? This is great. Look, I believe in God. I I have for a long time, and I I'm convinced. But if if you need a little more convincing yourself, the story could could tip you over to the to the <laughs> other side. There, they they say God acts in mysterious ways, and it seems like. Like he wanted a nasty punishment for a guy who broke into one of his houses. <laughs> um, <laughs> my, my wife got a big kick out of this one. So a 28-year-old man named Grant Simonson was caught breaking into a, a church. Uh, uh, it's called the Church of Nazarene. This is in Deer Park, Washington. Well, someone saw him walking around inside on the surveillance camera, and they called the cops. Yeah. Uh, pretty standard. Well, you know, the caller, they said that the guy had a flashlight, seemed to be looking for audio equipment, and he was also wearing a mask. Now, you know, considering the circumstances, it probably wasn't for uh, COVID-19 kind of precaution things. Yeah. But 
anyway, the, the police, they arrived at the, they arrived and caught Grant and he obeyed the police orders. But, but while he was being arrested, a skunk jumped into an open window and sprayed him. Um, <laughs> Grant, Grant was taken into custody and charged with second degree burglary. He reportedly told the authorities he was in the church because he was just curious. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Real oh, man, but uh, no, it's unclear if he was given a tomato soup bath in jail or not. But um, <laughs> I, I, look, I, 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 if I'm going to jail, I think that I, the skunk would be great as a precautionary thing because I don't think I'd make it in jail. I'm just saying, I, um, well, I yeah, I, I don't know. They would, they would definitely leave you alone in the shower. That's that's what I'm saying. It, you can consider no shower for me if I've been skunked and I'm going to jail. Okay. Um, <laughs> but well, look, if this isn't enough to convince you that the big guy upstairs is real, that I've got a list here. We we do these every once in a while. Here's a checklist of other signs that God is real. Mm. Now you you've got this list too. Do you, I don't know if you want to take every other one or if you want me yeah, to go through these. Yeah, 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 I like this list. Uh -huh. This is good. <laughs> okay. First one here is that your cat's your your girlfriend's cat ran away. Oh, or, or maybe maybe your mother uh mother-in-law's dog ran away. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Well, or other signs that uh, God is real. Inflation is at a 40-year high, but Costco hot dogs are still a buck 50. <laughs> I love Costco. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, I've got one here. And this is actually pretty true to home here as well. Um, you, you got the Trader Joe's cashier who doesn't talk. Oh, yes. Yeah, we got a Trader they, Joe's. They don't well. exist. They're basically extinct. That's right. That's right. Well, here's another sign. The woman boarding your flight with a shrieking infant keeps walking. <laughs> Look, I've got... Um, I understand that, but I've got my own. I, I, I'm even yeah. afraid with a two-year-old right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. All right. The, the guy who bullied you in school just rang you up at a Wetzel's Pretzels. <laughs> I, th <laughs> I think this would be great. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, oh, the funny thing is I have actually met people like that, okay, which is good. Makes me feel very <laughs> good about myself, you know? Yeah. Well, here's another good sign that the that, – uh, a definite sign that there's <laughs> definitely a god. You, you, you're, you, you told your kid her goldfish swam back to the ocean, and she believed you. <laughs> Dodge a bullet there. Yep. <laughs> I mean, all right. Well, here's one. Um, current. Okay, your social security number isn't on any of the documents at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you can breathe the sigh of relief on that one for sure. Or how about this? Your McDonald's fries are actually hot. <laughs> no, man. Um, all right, all right. Mari revealed that you are not the father. You're not the father. No. Look, <laughs> considering the people that show up on Mari or, or, or Jerry Springer, yeah. I think that, that this is probably the best one on the list in terms oh, of yeah. proof that God yeah. is real. Although I will say that I think this is a pretty clear sign that there is that there surely is a God that Smash Mouth is officially on indefinite hiatus. <laughs> if I had to listen to All Star one more time, <laughs> uh, I think it goes without saying though, if somebody has the nerve to steal from God, 
they probably have no second thoughts about stealing but, the clothes right off of your back. You know, I, I think I think you got to have easy. God's done way worse to people in the past oh, for far man. less. I think God was just tweaking that guy's nose just by bringing the skunk into the church. You know, take that. You know, well, here's the situation where a, a Florida man who, oh, by the way, he was naked. I don't know why that always matters, but it always happens that you got a flam man in Florida and they're always naked. The guy throws a machete at another man and tried to rob him of his clothes. This is what well, authorities it, are saying. It's hot down here, okay? We got to shed some clothes in the summertime. <laughs> yeah, well, well, deputies respond to this area in the Volusia County Fairgrounds right around 10 o'clock in the morning when a surveyor reports that a naked man approaches him with a large machete-style knife, according to the sheriff's office there in Volusia County. So the victim tells the deputies that the suspect is picking palmetto berries in the woods and then ran out of the brush, brandishing the machete and demanding his clothes, wallet, and phone. He says that he began <laughs> to give the items over to the suspect when the naked man then hurled the machete and a handful of berries at him. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I've got a couple of palm trees that actually do produce some some of those kind of palm berries there too. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I guess he's 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 throwing berries while he's standing there with his dingleberries, you know. But that's true. <laughs> so the deputy said that the, the handle of the machete hit the victim in the chest, but he wasn't injured. But here's the moment that that led up to the arrest. This is from the uh, police helicopter pilot talking to the dispatch. All right, got the visual on the mail. He is naked, yelling at people in the parking lot. Very animated, athletic, thick build. It's like a goatee. He's now walking out to traffic, middle of traffic, yelling at people. He's doing push-ups at the entrance of the food store here. <laughs> so I guess in oh, Florida, man. yeah, this and in Florida, I guess this is what's called business as usual, right? <laughs> you know, uh, so, some states, may have a guy who, you know, wields a machete, but see, it's Florida that would have the guy that's naked and wielding the machete, you see, which is kind of surprising, you know, because, you know, you kind of think he'd be holding his pork sword, you know what I'm saying, you know, but then, I mean, I, I thought Jason Voorhees was scary. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, he always comes back. You know, people do really enjoy being naked in Florida. I, I guess it's like a pastime. I don't know. <laughs> I, I If I had a, a Florida story, like a Florida man kind of headline, it would probably be uh, naked Florida man lay, lays down next to woman and proceeds to make poop jokes. And well, there that you go. happens. Uh, now, that you know, when you read into the details, you realize that it was just my wife. But that, that is that is probably a Florida story that has actually happened at my house many times before. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but, so, so, yeah, business as usual. But I kind of teased this earlier. Pennsylvania, I'm telling you. Pennsylvania is the next Florida. I actually oh, yeah. think that Florida is approaching insanity. <laughs> Not insane. I'm sorry. No, no. Sanity. And in fact, I, I think that, that maybe maybe there's a moment of insanity that that kind of has to escalate until you reach perfection. Yes. Um, and, and Pennsylvania's on their way there, but they, yeah. they're just just now getting into the insanity phase. So give it a couple of decades. But uh -huh. this story here, here's our last one for the day. And I love this. You teased it last week, but <laughs> it's so good. Um, right. 
So I'm going to read the headline on this one first because it, it's almost better than the story. <laughs> An amateur witch used pages from a spell book to set a car on fire. <laughs> and so right now your imagination is going wild. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to shoot it down in about 3 minutes. This All is right. a it's like a wizard. <laughs> Sorry. It's like a wizard wanting something to vanish and using their wand to just golf it away, right? Just like <laughs> whack it away there or something. Or, or almost like, like you know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna make this sandwich disappear while they proceed to eat the sandwich. Right. Um, <laughs> it's it's a 40 um 40-year-old <laughs> woman in Hallsopple, Pennsylvania. Now I've never heard of Hallsopple, but um her name is Christy Malzi. She went. Uh, she, she went to a used car lot recently to confront a man that she'd been in a relationship with. Now, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the picture that she, maybe she was the one at fault here when it comes to you know. Sometimes when a breakup happens, you kind of you could tell who the crazy one was. And yeah, I'm thinking, right. I'm thinking an amateur witch might be the cause. <laughs> Beside that point, though, she was very angry. And at one point, she actually threatened him with a loaded gun, which I think is silly considering she had a spell book with her. Um, yeah. But, but the, so I guess shotguns still beat uh, magic. Um, but look, the employees, they were able to remove Christy from the building and lock her out. But she yeah. wasn't done wreaking the havoc. She went to one of the cars in the lot. And since she was practicing witchcraft, she got out of her spell book and set the car on fire. Woo! <laughs> No, just so we're clear here, she she didn't actually cast any spells. She she just tore several pages from the spell book as kindling to set the fire. (laughs) (laughs) So so Christy was arrested and is facing charges related to reckless burning. Good thing she didn't cast any spells, otherwise they might throw another charge on top of it. I don't know. Uh, But but she's also being charged with terroristic threats and simple assault. Her bail was set at $25,000. She should be glad she wasn't born like 300 years ago or more, where uh, setting things on fire with a spell book could have landed you in a much worse situation when it comes to the long arm of the law. The good thing she didn't include that eye of Newt in that fire she was building. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, I, if, if you're going that, you might as well make a voodoo doll of your axe and, and have some fun <laughs> that way. <laughs> but no, no, she would have she she would have the voodoo doll and set the voodoo doll on fire as kindling. You know that? I was like, we're like, I don't use these spells anyway. Let me just use these pages to set on fire. Oh man, that's oh, just, man. well, maybe it was just a spell she didn't have much luck with. You know, so what can I say? Oh, oh my, my gosh. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Actually, Holsopple, PA, I think it's down near Johnstown or somewhere in that area. So it's, okay. it's, it's, in, it's in the uh, redneck section of Pennsylvania. I mean, I that's that. actually not too far away from where my grandparents live. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, it's you're. I mean, yeah. people think Pennsylvania is just Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Oh, no, there's redneck in between both of them cities big time. Right? I, I mean, that's, that's basically what Florida is. We've got Miami and Orlando and then a couple pretty big cities in there like Jacksonville, Tampa, Tallahassee. And then the rest is just country. And oh, so yeah. You get, the, you get the crazy city stories. 
But you also yep. get the crazy country stories. Oh yeah. While the, yeah. the the majority is just like normal living. But yep, yep, that's about it. And and the funny thing is, I don't really hear of a whole lot of weird stuff happening. You know, like in you know places like Minnesota or Wyoming. I mean, every once in a while you'll get one, but most of them are Pennsylvania or Florida. That's where a lot of them are coming from. You know. Mm. So, well, get, ca- got, California, they're all crazy, and so they. Well, yeah, they, they, it's kind of like like you're like, well, I mean, you're comparing like crazy to crazy, and it kind of just like, you know. Um, like nullifies it in a way, or, right? Yeah. Like, like multiplying a negative number by a negative number. Well, see, California, they've got the crazies that are actually in government. That, so that, that is true. It, it, it's like a trickle down kind of crazy. Yeah, it, it, that's a that's a whole new level of crazy insanity, indeed. Well, I've got some some uh, ask Pancho questions, and boy, these are are pretty good. I got to say, uh, and I've got one with uh, a woman named Angela and she's um well she's got a problem and it's and she says it's not a happy birthday so <laughs> this is an interesting dilemma that she has here uh, and I've never really considered this before uh, but I guess maybe she's looking for some g- genuine friendship or something she says so it was just days before my birthday when I decided to change my birthday to a fake date several weeks back to avoid a plethora of insincere happy birthday posts on my face on her social media page. And she says it was a success, Uh, maybe perhaps too much. So she says my close friends forgot some of my family members forgot. Nobody (laughs) at work knew either. (laughs) That backfired big time. So, So she says, I felt a little left out, like I didn't have a birthday at all. But then I was thinking, maybe I'll switch it to next month and I'll get a slew of insincere happy birthdays and see who goes, oh, this is not your birthday. And then they realize they forgot my birthday. Do you think this is a fun idea or am I just creating my own torture? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, (laughs) Hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh my gosh! It's, I, <laughs> you, you, look, you have walked in your own pile of of um, crap here. Yeah, and right. uh, <laughs> this is on you. Now, I mean, you could have some fun with it if you want, but if you're gonna if you're gonna hold people against forgetting or missing it, then absolutely don't do that. Change yeah. your birthday back, or better yet, just take your birthday off of any kind of things like that anyway. <laughs> isn't that like a security question for every place that you ever call or go online with? Yeah. You don't yeah. really want to just give it out, I guess, to people. But at the same time, like, I get it. It's fun to celebrate. It's fun to share it. So this, if it were me, I would just be say, okay, you know what? We're going to change it back to what the old <laughs> one was. And I've learned my lesson, you know? But, but if you haven't learned your lesson yet, then sure. Yeah, go ahead and, and, and keep it there. And uh, oh maybe maybe we'll get a follow up from her in a few uh, like a month or yeah. so. I, I think it's just hilarious the fact that you know that when everybody forgot that kind of like made her feel left out. I'm thinking, well, duh, I know. you know. Yeah, I, I you know I'm the, I'm kind of the type like at work I don't really need people to uh, like do birthday stuff and whatnot. I kind of almost feel like slightly um, 
you know, uncomfortable or just like, you know, how am I supposed to react? Like, Oh, right. I'm surprised, but like, I'm not, and I don't know. It's, <laughs> so I, 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 I kind of get, <laughs> I get that like at work and stuff, you know, it's, and it's nice. Like when people remember, no, it is nice. It is fun. I think right. it's better to kind of just share your birthday. It is more fun to do that. Even if it's cheesy and campy, yeah. just lean I mean, into it. My, my family, I mean, it was a birthday, happy birthday. You got a little phone call, maybe a card. That was about it. But I've got a wife that turns every birthday into a fiesta. <laughs> when I was growing up, it was a birthday. All I got was a handshake and a punch to the face. Says, happy birthday, son. Uh, I'm just kidding. That's not even that not even close to anything. I had to share my birthday. I actually yeah. for in my entire life I've got to share my birthday uh, with right. a twin uh, brother. Yep. But um, luckily, since becoming an adult, I've been able. We've been able to kind of divide those and have our own well, kind of thing going on. Have for that. you heard the um, new thing now for some of these people that have birthdays like around Christmas? And they feel like that their birthday is overshadowed by Christmas. So now they're having summer birthdays and they actually have a birthday like in June. So they I've can never, have- no, I've never heard about that. I, what about when your birthday is overshadowed by other birthdays? <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, no, there's, that's an actual real thing. People are actually having like yeah. June birthdays, like because they can actually have a special date about their birthday and it's not overshadowed by Christmas or something like that. Oh, it's my God. I our birthday my, my birthday falls around Easter time in, in April. Um, and, and Your birthday so is April Fool's Day. Come on now, like everyone's gonna answer my security questions. <laughs> they'll, <laughs> they'll never guess the crazy passwords I use. They are out there. <laughs> they are out there. But you know, when, when I was in high school, I used to love to do um, passwords with inside asterisks. You know, oh. and so like you do an asterisk, like so it's like an action. And yeah. so it would be like asterisk, uh, you know, set the house on fire, asterisk. And that would be like my password for, for whatever <laughs> it was. I, I'm making this up now, but you get the picture. And it was right. Um, I, I, um, so I, I'm born on April Fool's Day. And then my son was born smack dab in the middle of my wife and I's birthday. So we've got a birthday on April Fool's Day. Uh, six days later, uh, my son was born. And then. Uh, six days after, actually, wait, it's five. Is it five, six? I, I guess it depends on how you kind of there. Um, he, he's on like April 6th, and we've got April 11th. Yeah. And so there, there's just like that five or six kind of day, day apart there. And, <laughs> uh, and, and so it just becomes insanity right now. Like yeah, it is, yeah. it's chaos. Our birthdays are now like, and it, look, it is intensive having to plan a party for a kid. And so yeah. our birthdays now are just like let's just get let's just get his party done and like just <laughs> rest like that's all we care about get it done and there's, we're gonna call it cool, um, you know. So luckily, luckily right now the timing wise, I, I don't think that we'll have another April birthday next. I guess when, when it comes yeah. to kid number two, I don't think we will. We're, we've been <laughs> we'll, we'll probably plan for kid number two in a couple months here um, with with. Uh, I'll cue you in on that. That, That's something we're talking about here for this year. Well, the thing is, you know, if you have another April birthday, that's going to financially ruin you. (laughs) uh, I'd never be able to recover. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Mrs. Poncho, she's finishing up. Like, she's counting the the pills. She's got, like, seven days left uh, on something. Yeah, just like a, um, I don't know, what what is it, like – keeping up with things and, and just kind of general health and stuff and, and, and yeah. some things knowing that like once you get pregnant and you're breastfeeding, 
you basically can't take anything, even ibuprofen for like two right. years, you right. know, um, year of pregnant, a year more of breastfeeding. And for Mrs. Poncho, she, she did that for at least a year and a half or maybe almost, wow. almost a year, almost up to two years and, and weaning slowly and slowly off. Um, right. and, and so, you know, she's trying to finish that. And then we've got about two months to wait to kind of get the half-life of the medication out of her system. And so probably in the October timeframe, we, we might be trying for kid number two, even though it freaks me out. It, um, <laughs> I, at end of the day, I know that, like, I, I know that old man Poncho is going to be a lonely, sad, you know, person. <laughs> if I didn't, if I wanted life to be easy and skip down on something, you know, right. like this. And so it, it's, it's got to happen at some point and I, it, it'll be, you'll, you'll know, I'll let you know what happens, but you'll, yeah. you'll be seeing a stressed out Poncho here probably in like a, <laughs> a few months. <laughs> Oh man, you know, actually, um, you know, may, maybe uh, this this might actually plan, plan in well though. If I, if we do have another one on the way, my next ask Poncho. Uh, this is from Dan. He says, "My brother and I were visiting our parents one weekend, and while we were hanging out drinking, we helped ourselves to a bottle of whiskey, but we didn't realize McAllen. Oh gosh, was like a seven hundred dollar bottle." <laughs> hung over <laughs> yeah so so not only did you save it for last so when you are like aren't you supposed to have the nice stuff at first and then put the cheap stuff after but no <laughs> you save the cheap stuff for the last uh, where you yeah. won't even fully enjoy remembering yeah Hungover, my brother who's like 30 by the way pulled a teenager's move of <laughs> filling the mccallan bottle with much cheaper whiskey <laughs> <laughs> yeah Pretty sure our dad was saving it for something. <laughs> if it's a bottle of McAllen, I can guarantee you he was saving it for something. <laughs> do, do, you th do you think I should just tell my dad it was an accident or purchase a new bottle and replace it without him knowing the next time I visit? This depends on whether or not you can afford a bottle of McAllen here, Dan. <laughs> And and by the way, you said the guy was like in his thirties, right? I know, yeah. He's, he's my age. His older brother is my age right now. I'd be like, I'd be like me going over and just. <laughs> oh my god, this is wild. I love it. I, well, look, if it was me, I'd be, I'd be like, you know, look, we look, we have to pay for our mistakes, right? And so you, you start saving for that that bottle of McAllen. And like I, I bet that seven hundred dollar bottle has only gone up in price. So buy it sooner than later before it becomes a thousand dollar bottle. Um, oh, but uh, like, gosh. if you can't afford it or you're not willing to buy it, then you gotta you gotta own up, right? You gotta own up and say up to it. This is not, um, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a oh. it's a it's a bottle of McAllen for goodness sake. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, I mean. I, I'm not so sure whether it'd be, it'd be worth saving it for the money to get the new bottle of McAllen or just watching the dad's reaction when he takes a swig of what he thinks is McAllen. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I, I think that um, the, your, the, the, your saving grace is that you're his own child. And so I yeah. don't think that you'll get murdered. No, least. that's true. Would you yeah. be able to tell the difference in cheap whiskey and $700 a bottle of whiskey? <laughs> I may not be a good judge of this, um, but I, I would think that I could tell the difference between cheap whiskey. 
right. you're going to do this, replace it with something that's at least, you know, above 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Go, go to a, get a, get a 60 or $80 bottle and, and replace it with that. Yeah. At, at the very least, because yeah. there, there's a, I, I tend to buy whiskey in the mid range because I'm, I'm not rich. And so, you know, if you get cheap whiskey, it's not worth it. Like you could tell yeah. it's not worth it. One, one or two shots, you're going to have a hangover. You're like, I, I didn't even get tipsy. But that yeah. hangover is going to be there the next day. It, I don't, it just happens. Um, but, like, when you get mid-range, you kind of you get a good bang for your buck, right? Well, and then you can reach, like, really nice stuff. And, and it's good. But is it worth paying double the bottle of something that you really enjoyed? Well, I mean, you know, they, could the really, they could really go out mm. on the limb and just replace it with peanut butter whiskey. I think I think that he'd know. It's, it's very <laughs> peanut butter forward on this one. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Well, are you all set for some insane games this week? Yeah, I'm. I'm ready to see Eric Lane's name show up in in porn star weatherman. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. did see the name Eric Lane show up in Porn Star Weatherman, I would guess Porn Star of the two. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not so sure I would take that as a compliment or an insult. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to think about that. <laughs> well, do you want to start with Porn Star or Weatherman? <laughs> Let's go with it. Yeah, why not? Okay, well, then I'll read you this list of entertainers. You tell me if this is a Porn Star or a Weatherman. So, your first entertainer's name is, well, I'll be darned. It's Eric Lane. Oh, sorry. Actually, no. It's actually uh, Marco Banderas. Marco Banderas. I, um, yeah, look, sometimes you get, like, I'm thinking Antonio Banderas, right? That's and this guy is, about. oh, yeah, this guy's a G. He's awesome. He's a stud. So I think this is someone trying to ride on on the name of Antonio Banderas. I think it's a porn star. Ooh, well, you would start off very good. That's right. Oh, yeah. He is a porn star indeed. All right. Well, let's uh, keep it in the same uh, 
vein of uh, nationality. So let's go with Lola Martinez. Lola Martinez. Um, all right, all right, Lola Martinez. Oh, this is tough. Okay, if, okay, if it was Lolita, then I would say porn star. But <laughs> I, there's a lot of Martinez out there. I, I know, I know several. So I'm going to go with a weatherman or weather How about woman. A weather woman, huh? Yep. Yes, <clears throat> a weather woman for CNN International. Very good. All right. And your next entertainer's name, Josh Weston. Josh Weston. Oh man. Um, Josh Weston just gives me bad a bad feeling in my mouth when I say it. I think it's a porn star. Why or would he. Josh Weston make you have a bad feeling? Josh West, I, I think it's because it makes you think of like Josh Whedon, and I I really don't like. I'm not a big fan of most Josh Whedon films. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it turns out he's a porn star. Very yeah. good. It, yeah. It's just a bad bad taste. Both give me a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's try this. And, and, and not in a porn star way, okay? Okay. <laughs> it's, okay. It, it is a bad, non-salty taste in my mouth. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, let's see what kind of a taste this name leaves in your mouth. How about Sasha Gray? Sasha Gray. I think that that might be a nice. Uh, this is, I think there's a lot of weather women showing up here. I think it's a weather. Oh, yeah. Women. You think so? Well, it's, it's actually a female porn oh, star. I knew I should have <laughs> gone with Fifty Shades of Sasha Gray. It sounded too good in my head. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not too bad, though, though. That's good. All right. Your last entertainer's name is Bill Dollar. Bill Dollar. <laughs> Sounds like an old man who's like, you know. Gives, <laughs> I'm Bill Dollar, and he, and he like he still gives kids like a nickel to go out and buy a soda. <laughs> I don't know. I I think it's a weatherman for sure. <laughs> That's great. I want to know how long it took him to figure out a name like that. That's my question. You know, Bill Buddy Dollar, weatherman. Yes, indeed, for WSOC yeah. TV in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> I, I I love. I think it's almost like it's picked for for filing. Like it's like oh, one of the better man. names for filing. Than I'm Dollar right with Bill. You. I'm I'm right with you on that old man that couldn't think of a, a better name to go by. <laughs> I definitely. I I can just. I mean. I, I can I can I can hear him. I, I'm Bill Dollar uh, for the wedding. Can, can, can you imagine him as like a porn star? He's like, I'll <laughs> I'll teach you the value of a dollar. Right. Yeah, All right. he's he's an old porn star that still wants you to put dollar bills in his <laughs> g-string. You know? So, oh, oh gosh, yeah. I, 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 like, this sounds like a good transition to strip club or daycare. I think that's a good idea. All right. Very good. All right. I've got a name of a business. You tell me if it's a strip club or a daycare. Your first business is called Little Sunshine's Playhouse in Colorado Springs, Colorado. <laughs> Little Sunshine's Playhouse. Um, I, I think oh, I feel pretty confident that this is going to be a uh, daycare. Well, let's let's certainly hope so. Oh. <laughs> yes, I mean, between the sunshine and, and the the uh, little, I, I, yeah. I, I, those are two things that you typically don't see in a strip club. Well, how about then the name of this establishment, which is called the Playhouse in it's West Park, house. Florida? Okay, it's a, so well, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's in West Park, Florida, too. By the way, West Park. Oh yeah, I know West Park. That was close to. 
just down the street where I went to college. And yeah. uh, I, I don't think it would surprise Look, there's a lot of – it's basically Orlando. There's a lot in Orlando. You're going to get a lot of strip clubs. You're going to get a lot of daycares. Um, but I think the playground is a daycare – is a strip club. I'm sorry. You think it's a strip club? I, it yeah. would be a strip club. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. How about this one in Flushing, New York? It's called Angels NYC. Angels. Okay. If it was called, oh gosh, this is tough. Angels NYC. Um, yes. Angels in New York's or in Angels, New York City. I, uh, if it was just Angels, I was going to go strip club, but I think that this will be, oh goodness. <laughs> I'm going to feel like a fool after I say this, but I'm going to say daycare. Well, it's a strip club. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like a fool. There it is. There it is. Angels NYC. I, you know, I think that eventually I've got to get one of those right. When, when, <laughs> when, they, when there's a 50-50. Yeah. But no. Yeah, that's it. Well, how about this one? This is in Tom's River, New Jersey, called Buttons and Bows. Buttons and bows. Is there a space between the T and the O? <laughs> no, no, there is no, <laughs> there is no space. <laughs> no, but maybe, if it was butts and bow ties, then I'd go strip club. But I, I think it's a daycare. <laughs> it is a daycare. Very good. <laughs> uh, look, I've got to ask for context, okay? I, I don't yes. see this. In front well, of me. that's good. That's good. That was a very <laughs> smart question to ask. That's a, so, all right. Here's one. It's called Friendly Faces in Charleston, West Virginia. Friendly Faces. This is this has got to be a daycare. I don't even have to <laughs> talk about this one. Let's hope so. Yes, it's a daycare. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I, I, you don't go to the strip club for the faces, okay? Well, yeah, that's that's. But you want them to be friendly. I, I know that for a fact. But anyway, so well, all right. Anything else you feel lucky on here this week? <laughs> the faces are only friendly for the t for the tips, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and then and then I'm sure it goes both ways. So. <laughs> I'm sure, right? Yeah, I, I'm I'm enjoying the, the 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 train of thought that we're on. So let's just jump into uh, steakhouse or gay bar. Steakhouse or gay bar. <laughs> all right, let's keep this rolling. All right, we've got one in Perry, Missouri, called Rustic Oak Cabin. Rustic Oak Cabin. Steakhouse um, or okay. gay bar. What do you think it is? Rustic oak, goodness, man. Okay, well, I, I, something about rustic doesn't make me. Um, it doesn't invoke certain. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a steakhouse. Okay, <clears throat> steakhouse yeah. indeed. Very good. All right. How about this particular business in Virginia Beach, Virginia, called Gus and George's? <laughs> Gus and George's. Gus and George's. Are, are, are Gus and George a couple or just co-workers? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that depends on what you think it is. Oh, man. Uh, this is where? This is in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Virginia Beach. Oh, that's not helping me. I, I, okay, if we were talking about Virginia Beach, I'm going to say it's a gay bar. 
It is a steakhouse. <laughs> a, they are co-workers. I guess. Co-workers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, like, about, just because they're co-workers can't mean that they're co-lovers either. Well, you know? that's true. That's true. That, you know. All right. Well, let's try this business. Thing. <laughs> this, this one is in Marlboro, Massachusetts. It's called okay. Wildwood. Oh, wild. <laughs> <laughs> Wildwood. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I don't know any any steakhouse that would describe their the the wood that they use to cook and smoke their meat as wild. Um, I, I that being said, it's a bit um, to the point, I guess. But I'm going to say it's a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> it may be a little too much to the point. It's actually a steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, it's, it's so funny when you get me on these That's wild wood. <laughs> All right. How about this one from Pensacola, Florida, called the Roundup? The Roundup. I am not doing good on this one this day. Um, okay. Well, Roundup, I think, is um, is pretty good. I think this is a, a, a gay bar. I feel confident on this one. Oh, yeah. That's definitely yeah. going to be a gay bar. Pensacola, Florida. Very good. All right. And your last one is called the Bullet in North Hollywood, California. The the Bullet, um, the the Bullet. I, I almost like uh, is it used for for uh, puncturing? <laughs> Look, I, okay, I think it's a gay bar. I'm gonna say I think it's a gay bar. Uh, yes, it's a gay uh, bar. Of course, it is. It's a bullet uh, that you shoot. That's what it is. <laughs> I was just saying, I, I'm sure, you know, you get all kinds of different calibers in there. And, oh, yes. Um, oh, yes. As, as well as uh, semi-automatics and oh, yes. fully automatics. Oh, yes. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. That, yeah, so, so, Handguns so, and rifles. And some big bullets and some little bullets, actually. <laughs> Handguns and hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, now let's back off a little bit and let's see if we can figure out golf course or rehab. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And you've done pretty good on this. Uh, and, and <laughs> you sort of. I, I think I got my first 100% on this one just last week. <laughs> right. La last week, you did really well on it, actually, I think. Yeah. So, I, I did, right. yeah. We got a business here, and you tell me if you think it's a golf course or a rehab. Your first business is called Hidden Cove in Olive Hill, Kentucky. I immediately my confidence is shot down. I wish I had like a phony audience button yeah. for this. Um, <laughs> Hidden Cove. I I'm going to say it's a golf course. Oh, it is a golf course. That was a good shot. Very good. All right. Your next business is in Fallen, Nevada. It's called New Frontier. New Frontier. Um, new Frontier sounds like a good name for like a like a new start, like a rehab. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, say that. that would, I was thinking the same thing. It, it would be a rehab, so not bad at all. I think you're getting momentum here. All right, so let's try our third business, Crystal Creek Lodge in Browning, Montana. Oh man, so, right, well, when you talk about lodges here, I'm thinking like a lodge, especially like a Crystal Creek. That just sounds lovely. So I, I think that this would be a good rehab spot. Yeah, big, that nice, nice, peaceful place to spend. Yeah, and a rehab it is. So don't see a lot of lodging at golf courses. I, I, I right. think very good. 
So three for three. Let's see how well we do with this business called Sundown Ranch at Yakima, Washington. Sundown Ranch. Oh, my goodness. This is where I'd love a lifeline right now. Um, <laughs> Sundown Ranch, like everything about that, I, I would think that it would be a great rehab. Now, I, I, I can't imagine the golf course calling itself Sundown Ranch. No, you know, but right? th but that's but that's what's drawing me to say it's a golf course. This is what's wrong with this game with me. Um, <laughs> well, okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hopefully not be disappointed. I'm gonna say it's a golf course. So you you're gonna change your answer from a golf from rehab uh, to a golf course? I, 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 well, it sounds like a rehab, but I I think it's a golf course. It's what my hunch is telling me. Your hunch? Oh, well, it happens. Happens to be a rehab. I'm going to be like, "Are you crazy? Are you insane?" I, this is what happens after two years of insane games. Oh my gosh! Well, this is why they called it insane games. You know what can I say? So, all right, your last business is in Bandon, Oregon. It's called Bandon Crossings. Bandon Crossings. Well, with a name like Crossings, I'm thinking golf course on this one. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good guess. And a golf course it is. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, that wasn't so bad. I mean, when you only missed No, one. it was good. That, yeah. I, I, I wanted uh, 100% two in a row, though. Uh, well, uh, you know, I, I think the only thing you've ever gotten really a good 100% in is uh, either been well, fake news or Florida. I mean, that, that almost is a guarantee. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And I think you've actually gotten some with Steakhouse or Gay Bar, I think, in the past, too, which is really. I, I think, yeah, I, I, think, I, I, I so. thought that I, I was usually better at like porn star weatherman. But you know, I, I think one time I think you did get 100 percent in Steakhouse or Gay Bar just because of the way things are all worded. See, but, in, in my mind, I always think I'm always accidentally walking into steakhouses instead of gay bars and gay bars instead of steakhouses. <laughs> Right, so I'm never, never in the right mood for the place I'm walking into. Well, as the point. Yeah, right, right. But you do seem to have that good sense of reality to determine whether a story is fake or Florida. That's for sure. It, so, it helps. It helps when you, when you are one. Well, yeah, exactly. So I've got some headlines here. You see if you can decipher if the story is fake news or if it really happened in the state of Florida. All right, your first headline. A 74-year-old Brevard County man chased two people with a knife while riding an electric scooter. Um, yeah, all, this is kind of like uh, not, not too catchy or punchy, right? They didn't overshoot the headline uh, like, like a lot of fake news ones do. I think that this is Florida. Mm, yes, it is Florida. Yeah. Is it, get off my lawn. You, yeah, I can see that happening very easily. All right, your next headline. A Treasure Island man broke into a stranger's garage to use their coffee maker and didn't take anything else. Yeah, I can see that as being Florida. <laughs> I'm going Florida, for sure. In fact, I feel 100% confident, yeah. Absolutely, that is Florida. Absolutely. <laughs> right. All right, and here's an interesting headline where a Chick-fil-A manager was arrested for assault after she tried to stick a customer's hand into the French fryer. No, not a Chick-fil-A. Though if she did, I would, I would expect it. It's my pleasure if she puts it in there. I, this is what this is where it sounds to me like like it's a little bit too. You got the key things like like Chick-fil-A, which, which like we we love our Chick-fil-A down here. Uh, yep. 
it's it's God's country down here. Yeah. And so, you know, we love our holy blessed chicken, but that <laughs> would never happen at a Chick-fil-A. No, this is too punchy, overshot. This is a fake news story. Ah, uh, yes. Very confident in that answer. That is oh, a fake I, news I story. Am. I am. Yes. Very good. I'm feeling Very good, good today. Yeah, you are. You're on definitely on a roll. So you're doing three for three on this one, too. All right. We've got a headline about a Brockville woman who was arrested for a, an assault after beating her boyfriend with a pork chop. <laughs> there, I, I think I've only gotten like I've got like a 90 percent success ratio when it comes to, uh, you know, assault with a deadly culinary uh, or, or like cuisine, maybe. So I think that this is going to be Florida for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. Those pork chops yeah. are deadly weapons in Florida. That's right. <laughs> Food in general is a deadly weapon in Florida. Indeed, indeed. All right. Your last headline. A Naples woman was arrested for DUI and asked a cop to drink her last two beers with her. <laughs> oh, that's great. I would, look, I think that those would be that would be a great beer to share if it yeah. was true. <laughs> I think it's fake news. Yes. 100% right there. Fake news in Florida as always. You got the touch, buddy. You know what it's about. <laughs> I feel like a natural today. <laughs> I will say it. Like, my my wife was my wife was born and raised in Florida, and so I I've um you know I've merely adopted you've merely adopted to it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I think it was the peanut butter whiskey this time. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say that. Maybe, maybe I'll have to test it out next week. Then maybe it's a thing. I don't know. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, uh, enjoy the peanut butter whiskey and that uh, cherry Coke whiskey or whatever it is that you're drinking there. Oh, I, I will. And enjoy your extra 6,000 buckaroonies. I, I won't am. tell you how much I got whenever I changed jobs earlier this year. But it was definitely worth the change, I'm saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it was definitely more than six thousand. Six thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's because so, now you can so maybe those applications, you know, might not be um, bad to have out there still. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's just say that's that's probably you. You said enough by saying that you're you're making enough money to to afford peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> I, I'm making enough money for peanut butter whiskey and another child. That's right. And, uh, and child, hey, you right. you enjoy saying goodbye to your uh, your last son that's living at home and having oh, yes. the freedom. I I'm almost wondering will you, will this drive you more insane having uh, only the wife and mother in law at home uh, well, for you, or if this will give you more room to explore new versions uh, or depths of insanity. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I'm watching insanity happen every time I see my mother and her mother get into it with each other. Yeah, so, I, I'm. I'm just afraid that next week I'm going to see Eric Lane instead of insane Eric Lane. Ah, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 kind of fun to watch my wife and <laughs> and, her, and her mother go round and round sometimes. <laughs> true, I, true. I, I have get, seen your house. I I shouldn't have to worry about these things. Yeah, I mean, I I've been getting an awful lot of these comments from my <laughs> wife saying my mother's driving me crazy. <laughs> insane florida nephew i've got something i have to tell you me and insane are getting a divorce yeah well it's gonna uh, be insane eric lane and his insane wife is what it's gonna end up being I, I would be one sad nephew i would say that if you were divorcing insanity oh no 
Well, look, we're celebrating 25 years this year. So if we haven't drove each other nuts before now, it'll never happen. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, everyone have a great week. Great weekend. Love you guys. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week with more. We'll crazy talk to you stories. next week with more insanity. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there. So I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.